I uh, woke up this morning, I told some of you, and my, my daughter had bust, busted her thigh open, um, and she's in college in Vermont. I know. Um, I know. It's gross. I'll show you a picture if you want. <laughs> I can tell the people who want to see. I'm like, I'll show you. Um, but she ran into a fire hydrant. She was running in a field. She was not drunk, I asked. <laughs> and she said she actually would have felt better if she had been because it was so uh, weird. But there was a fire hydrant in the middle of a field, and she ran full speed into it and had to get, like, 40 stitches. I know it's big, um, and do an ambulance ride, and so I woke up to that, and so I w- was a little bit one of those mornings of like, whoa, which is how the whole week has been. Um, I don't know about all of you, but my anxiety this week has been through the roof, like kind of insane. Does that, is anyone else on that? <coughs> Couple people. Um, and when that happens, it's like the storyteller in my mind becomes suddenly way more believable. <laughs> Where, do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, these stories happen all the time, and I'm like, oh, you. We, that's the story I'm telling myself, and I don't invest in it. But when it combines with the anxiety, there's this feeling of, like, maybe she's on to something in there, you know? And it becomes a lot more um, profound. And I was lucky enough to be able to have a... Um, uh, I had go to therapy every other week, which you totally should too. I think everyone needs a therapist, no matter how healed we believe we are. Um, and she was like, I think you need to like reach out and talk to some friends or something about how you're feeling. And which just seems like normal advice. But for me, that's like the advice because when I'm feeling like this, I tend to self isolate. Right. Um, which a lot of folks do, I think. Um, And so not only is there the anxiety happening, but Tara Brock calls it the double sword, where we feel those stories happening and we're starting to kind of buy into them. Um, And then we blame ourselves on top of that, like, oh, I thought I was healed. You know, like, why am I back in this place? And there becomes then this like double cycle happening where just experiencing the anxiety and then also the self-blame that happens from experiencing it. And so it's this sort of compounded situation. Do you Are you guys relating to this? Yeah. Um, where, because, you know, you have those moments where you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm healed. <laughs> so watch out, world. Here I come. Healed version of me. And then, of course, something will happen and it all goes down the tubes and then we're in this cycle again. Um, and there's a couple of steps, I think, involved in being able to relate to this in a compassionate way and one of them is knowing that we're not alone right that a lot of folks that's why I'm always asking you like who feels like this who relates to this a because I don't want to feel alone but also because when we see each other like raise our hands and be like yes I experience anxiety sometimes we know that we're not alone in the suffering that it is a universal part of being human to not be awesome all the time right um And so there's that, to know that we're not alone. And then there's the reaching out. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes we are the least qualified person to nourish ourselves. (laughs) I have this quote from Anne Lamont. Um, Did you read The Sun Magazine? You should read The Sun Magazine. It's great. There's been no ads since like the 70s. It's awesome. I've been reading it since I was 14, monthly subscriber. And Anne Lamont says... um, We can see spirit made visible when people are kind to one another, 
especially when it's a really busy person like you taking care of a needy, annoying, neurotic person like you. <laughs> right? Sometimes we're kind of the least qualified to take care of ourselves. And I think one of the things that sort of can be um, deceiving about spiritual communities or spiritual practice is that idea of I've got this, right? Like I've got self-love, I've got this. Like I can do it all by myself because I love myself and I'm worth it. But sometimes we just don't feel like that and we need to reach out. And the cool thing is an intimacy is so mysterious to me. If that tells you anything about my childhood, yes, you're assuming right. (laughs) Um, It's very mysterious to me that like what happens when we're vulnerable and we go and we offer our vulnerability and how we're feeling to someone and then they're able to meet us in this space without fixing it or trying to do something about it and just like hold and meet us there. But then with that person, when we can actually do that together, like you just kind of love them more. You know, and it's this beautiful like mystery of intimacy that it does not cease to amaze me because it goes against everything that that very believable storyteller inside of my mind has been trying to convince me that I am alone, that I am abandoned, that I'm not worthy of love and acceptance. Right. But then when we just say that out loud to someone who can hold the space for it, there's like a healing in that space together. Has anyone experienced this mystery of intimacy before? <laughs> it's so, why does that happen? It's so mysterious to me. I'm like, all oh, right, I guess I gotta be vulnerable and have a feeling, you know? <laughs> um, so today what we're gonna practice, we're gonna practice some probably sweaty yoga just due to the sheer amount of people. You probably sit here and sweat. And then we're gonna do a loving meditation kindness together. Um, Uh, And we're going to have a certain formation in which we're going to sit together and sort of create a little temple um, out of our bodies. But in case you're starting to worry about that already, I want to reassure you. You're like, well, yes, I am. (laughs) I want to reassure you that you're going to have choices um, and that you are always in charge of your experience here at Love Hive and everywhere that you go in the world, that you, it's your body you're in charge. Um, But it's going to be really sweet, and it was pretty profound um, at the end of last class, and there were a lot of breakthroughs. Um, And we, uh, what we practice right? Um, get stronger. And so my pep talk for this is that when we practice, um, remembering our own goodness and offering ourselves compassion and remembering most of all that we are not alone, that we are connected, that that wiring in our brain gets stronger so that the next time we find ourselves flailing, right? That the way in which we recover might be a little bit quicker. Maybe not. It was not the case for me this week. (laughs) Um, but, but even if it's not, you might have cultivated, because practicing connection means reaching out, that you might have cultivated a landing pad for you where your community can then step in even if you are not. Does that make sense? Um, so let's practice some yoga, and then we'll do a weird meditation thing. And it's going to be awesome, and I'm really glad you're here. Bring your hands to your heart center, please. <laughs> 